Turning the tide. As separatist control over vital but isolated supply routes expands, Republic forces invade a key planet, the darkened world of Umbara. In the midst of helping Obi-Wan Kenobi's battalion conquer the Umbaran capital, Anakin Skywalker is called away to Coruscant. His battalion is temporarily placed under the command of Jedi General Pong Krell, a shrewd and temperamental leader. Krell's reckless strategy forced Captain Rex to retreat with his platoons in a disastrous defeat. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 140th Krell Killing More Clones episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to find us is, of course, on social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? We are into part two of the Umbaran arc of, of, of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and it's just, it, it is just one of the best arcs of the series. Putting the clones in a situation where they are forced to examine their sort of blind loyalty to the Jedi uh, in, in a situation where they, they are taken away, the 501st removed from Anakin's leadership and put under the command of another Jedi who has a twisted outlook on the clones themselves and a twisted outlook on what the future of the Republic will be, uh, as, we'll, we'll, as we'll get into that a little bit more uh, as we continue down this arc. But this is just such a fascinating ep- a series of episodes. Uh, again, I've always been a big fan of the clone-centric ones, uh, and these ones in particular are, are some of the best. As, as the clones are put in a position where they have to question their leadership, the, the Jedi that they have been sort of uh, uh, trained and, and uh, sort of... Tra- what's a stronger word than trained? But, I mean, it's sort of like part of their, their DNA to, just to follow the lead of the Jedi, to follow their orders and their commands. But to be put in a situation where they are forced to now question the decisions of, of General Krell and the insanely high cost, of the, the casualties, the, the amount of, of lives that General Krell's orders have cost. Uh, to, to, to put all that in, into focus is very, very interesting. So many great conversations between the clones here. Uh, Dee Bradley Baker is absolutely on fire during, during this arc as, as 
you know, he does what he does so well, which is to take a, a series of identical-ish looking characters and, and give them, inject them with so much personality that they are distinct from each other, despite their outward physical appearance being very, very similar. And, and, uh, this arc in particular, that, that is a talent that really just comes to the forefront. Uh, our, our cast is, is, is great, but Dee Bradley Baker is definitely the star of, the, of, this, of this arc for sure. So yeah, we are here for The General, Season 4, Episode 8, Original Air Date, November 11th, 2011. The episode is directed with, with much energy and aplomb by Walter Murch, written once again by Matt Mishnovitz, uh, and, and, and insane credit to Mishnovitz for this arc. It's just brilliant it's so it's so good our plot this week krell sends captain rex and his troopers on an impossible mission to conquer a heavily fortified umbaran air, uh, air base i almost said ale base which sounds delightful i'd love to go to an ale base uh but this is an umbaran air base <laughs> our voice cast this week d bradley baker is the clone troopers dave Fenoy once again is pong krell james arnold taylor obi-wan kenobi and Tom Kane is our narrator. Again, this episode is so hyper-focused on the clone troopers that there's no need for a massive voice cast doing other things. You, you can only uh, get in the way of Deep Bradley Baker at this point and how much fire that person is on. He's just kicking all the butt. Our uh, of Jedi Fortune Creek this week, excuse me, uh, the Jedi Fortune Creek is the path of ignorance is guided by fear. And that sort of ties in We'll talk about that expression in general, but we we should also mention that on the last episode, I said we talked more about General Krell. Uh, we're going to hold off on that until the final episode of the arc because it's hard to have a conversation w about Pong Krell without going into sort of like the big reveals about him that happened later in the arc. So we're going to hold off on that because if someone is if someone's path of ignorance is guided by fear, I suspect we are talking about General. Ponkrell himself, but again, there may be some aspects of this that, that fall on, on on Rex just a little bit here, and and like how much of his blind loyalty, uh, and 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 potentially being afraid of of defying the general's orders, going to get him and his clones into trouble. Rex makes his decision very clearly in this episode that he's going to follow those orders, but he's going to do it in the, in the way that saves the lives of his his soldiers, his troops, the people under his command. Um, so, yeah, I think we're mostly talking about Krell with that Jedi fortune cookie for sure. <laughs> but again, there's there's a little bit that that you know it, it it's it casts a wide shadow, and, and fear is something in in a time of war that's something that has to be considered uh, by all parties. And and again, this is an episode much like its previous its predecessor episode that is just so intense in in the cost of war and the burdens of war and and just the sheer brutality of of the war. We see so much death and, and destruction and carnage in these episodes i mean they really sort of underscore um a, a level of darkness that we didn't get to see with the films because you know again the films sort of bookend the clone wars right we like we see the beginning of the clone wars we see the end of the clone wars all this stuff in the middle uh for an animated series again that was on the cartoon network and sort of geared towards a younger audience uh the stuff we're seeing here is very intense uh the umbarans are relentless in their in their in their quest to defend their planet, to remain uh, a separate separate from the Republic, and uh, the Republic's efforts to to recapture it, and again we're we're talking about resources, right? I mean this is sort of something that's, that's echoing activities in the real world right now, 
again, we don't want to get too political on, on the podcast or uh, on Mandovision. We don't get too political on Mandovision. But yeah, I mean, it's hard not to watch a show about war and sort of see echoes of what's going on in, in our real world as well. Particularly when it comes to resources. You know, the Umbarans have Dunium, a major resource for the Republic in the building of ships. Uh, and they want that back under their watchful eye. Uh, so, again, the echoes are there. I don't want to draw the conclusions. You know where to go with this, this train of thought. And, and, and see it for yourself. Again, is the, is the Republic in the right for letting systems want to become independent? Excuse me, is, is the Republic in the right for not wanting to let systems become independent? Uh, the, the, the political machinations uh, in the series uh, run deep. And again, they won't get into it too much because, again, that's not what this show is necessarily there for. But that's what we can do on the podcast is sort of talk about those things. And again, in, in theory, the idea of, of systems wanting to become independent from the Republic and leaving the Republic, yes, it's bad for the Republic, but maybe it's good for the systems because we've seen the corruption that is the Republic. But again, there's a puppet master at play. There's a larger scheme involved here. We know that those systems are being manipulated. So again, like, you can't fault them, but they're, they, they've, uh, they've been completely misled by Count Dooku and other, of the other heads of the Separatist movement. But again, Echo's a real life in this. It's just crazy. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's stop talking about the real world. Let's get back into Star Wars, though. My goodness. All right. You know what we're going to do. It's time to dive into the episode. Again, we're going to talk more about, about Krell uh, at the end of the arc. We're going to say that probably for episode four. Uh, and probably after the episode, we're, we're going to get into him, his motivations, and, and sort of like, again, we'll, we'll, we'll examine this fortunately in, in more depth there, the, the path of ignorance guided by fear and Krell's fear and sort of getting into, into like his sort of twisted psychology. I mean, for a Jedi, like, I feel like this guy should have, shouldn't have passed the psych test. But, but again, we'll save that for a later conversation. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into our episode. You know what that means. It's that time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. The capital city's too fortified. We need your battalion to help us take it. Resistance from the Embarans has been greater than anticipated. We're holding our ground at the moment. We've gathered intel on an airbase to the west. It is resupplying the capital's defenses. Incoming, incoming! Get down, get down! If you could capture that airbase, it will sever the capital's supply lines, allowing the rest of our forces to move in. I'll see to it that the airbase is placed under our control. Remember, General Krell, the entire invasion depends on your battalion. Captain Rex, have those coordinates mapped, and all troops ready to move out immediately. Yes, General. Picking up right where we left off in the thick of battle against the Umbaran forces, we now get to see uh, Umbaran air forces raining holy heck upon the Republic forces, the clone troopers. And again, we're just in the thick of it, you know. People, so we were hearing clone troopers screaming, dying, getting blown up. Uh, Rex trying to issue commands, trying to like save as many lives as he can. We get to see some some first aid, uh, some battlefield first aid rendered. Uh, it, it, it's a, it's an intense sequence. And then, as just before that sound clip uh, begins, what we see is uh, as as we sort of pan around from a ground level of of the battlefield of the scene around the clones, we we pan around and then we see the the big. The big uh, basilisk feet of General Krell as he uses one of his feet to sort of flip over and, and push away the body of a dead clone trooper. And he does it with sort of a, a level of disgust. 
uh, of just like ickiness, like, ew, get this away from me. Uh, so again, that low opinion of the clones comes out without even a word being said, just that, that, that specific action itself uh, just, just sets the tone for what kind of bad general this guy is and, and a, a bad Jedi at that as well. Yeah, you, you, again, I'm going to mention perhaps the Jedi should be doing some more psychological profiling uh, on, on, their, on, the, on their Jedi on a more regular basis, particularly at a time like the Clone Wars where uh, many of their ideologies are being questioned and, and, pushed, uh, and pushed in ways they didn't expect them to. Uh, again, war does a lot to others. It does a lot to everyone. And, and the Jedi are no exception to that, uh, even though we've seen some... Jedi generals seem to, to, to do well and thrive in this environment. Uh, others uh, seem to be breaking in, in ways. Uh, Krell's going to be very, very different, and we're going to talk about that in, in the third or fourth, probably the fourth episode is when we'll, go, we'll get a little bit more into, into his psychology. But again, just his overall disdain for the clones is right on Front Street. It was in the last, last episode. It's in this episode. And... and that's what we see. We get to see here. Except now the clones are trying to get sick of it because a lot of them are getting killed. These are their brothers. All right. This is not just, you know, clones is such a sort of a, a diminishing word. You know, these are soldiers. These are men, and they are dying. And and Rex and Fives and the rest of the troopers, uh, they they not they're not going to stand for just being cannon fodder. Uh, the the you know Krell will hear from Krell later. Uh, he loves a full frontal assault. That is his move. And uh, it's not a good strategy by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but now we hear from Obi-Wan, who's radioed in. Again, and Anakin's battalion, when he was there, the 501st, they were, they were sort of like the hammer for this, for this plan. Uh, so they need to be the one to, to do a lot of the heavy lifting here for this operation. But now under the, command, the leadership of Krell, uh, their forces are so diminished <laughs> that, that I don't even know if Anakin's plan would, would, would work anymore. Uh, but now... Intelligence from Obi-Wan, from another source, has, has indicated there's an airbase. So it's time to move the 501st to take the airbase, cut off the supply line for, the, for defending the capital, which hopefully will then make the capital more vulnerable so that the rebel forces can move in and take it. Uh, it seems like a good plan in strategy, but, but Krell is uh, he's not the leader that Anakin was. That is a certain fact. There's a base there, all right. And it's heavily guarded. Three tank divisions, plus guns. We'll advance along the central gorge and engage their forces in a full forward assault. The gorge is narrow, sir. We'll only be able to move our platoons in single squads. Perhaps a closer recon will tell us if there's a more secure route. Obi-Wan and the other battalions are holding off the enemy right now while they wait for us to take out this base. We don't have time to look for a more secure route. Yes, sir. So again, you can hear it in Rex's voice. He doesn't agree with this plan. The full frontal assault is is just going to be horrific. And after what the 501st has already suffered, you know, as a, as an entire battalion and then individually as platoons, uh, it's just it's just bad leadership from the top down, right? And Rex again, he has to begin to question his ability to follow these orders that he knows are not good and are going to cost lives. So as he's relaying these orders to, to the men now, this is when we begin to hear like the first really big uh, rallying of, of dissent. But Krell does have a few supporters as well, but we're going to hear... I, I want to play a big, a big chunk of this section because, again, the, the clones having this conversation is so very, very important. 
uh, again, each of them making their own individual statements about Carell's leadership and how it affects them and how bad it is. Again, it's seen. They see it. Uh, but it's such a it's such one of those moments that we've seen in, in a ton of different war movies when your leader is making horrible decisions, you know, and the chain of command is sort of designed to make it so that it's really hard to question those decisions. And that's what Rex is going to ultimately have to do in this episode. Uh, and, and there will be there will be consequences. Let's check out the sequence here as the clones discuss the orders after Rex passes them down. All right, listen up. We'll assemble the squads into two divisions. We'll move straight up this gorge towards the airbase at the far side. The casualties are going to be high. Is Krell trying to get us killed? You know, I wasn't sure that Krell was crazy before, but now I'm positive. We had to retreat from the capital because the general pushed a flawed strategy. Now this? I don't know. Could be fun. Well, I for one agree with the general's plan. We're running out of time and this is the best option. No recon. No air support. We don't know what we're up against. They have weapons we've never seen before. Again, right there, another reminder that the Umbarans have developed their technology very differently from that, from what we've seen across the Republic because of their isolation in that ghost nebula uh, and being far, uh, pretty pretty removed. I mean, they are sort of along that, that Kashyyyk trade route, but they're still way off of it, again, hidden in that nebula. So they developed their technologies very independently. And their weapons are insanely effective, as we've seen in the first episode, and we're seeing in this episode as well. So that pointed out by the troopers is a very, very important uh, thing to, to, to note as well. Now we're going to get to a part of this conversation that I really like and I think is really, really important, which is the way Krell leads the men versus the way that Anakin Skywalker leads the men. And by and large, the way that many other Jedi have led the men too. When we see a lot of the Jedi in action with their clone troopers, they are in the mix. They are leading them into battle. The Jedi are not asking the troopers to do anything that they won't do themselves. Krell, on the other hand, has another mode of operating. And I love hearing the clones point that out as well. So let's play that section. A few of General Skywalker's plans seemed reckless too, but they worked. Yeah, but General Skywalker is usually leading his men up in the front, not bringing up the rear like General Krell. A full forward assault would leave us too exposed. We have to look at other options. It's going to be a meat grinder. And now for the final section of, the, of this conversation between Fives and Rex, as Fives points out the troop, the amount of troopers that that Krell loses under his command, and Rex has to point out a sort of flawed thought, a sort of flawed notion that that. In war, this is the price that soldiers must pay. And it's something that, that we're going to hear Krell echo later on the show, which I think really uh, begins is sort of the beginning of, of Rex's uh, I've had enough of this guy. And, and so let's go ahead and check out this part of, this, of the conversation. Pops. It would help if you ease their minds. What, you mean coax them into following another one of Krell's suicide missions? We lost a lot of men last time. Krell may do things differently, but he is effective in getting them done. He's a recognized war hero. He may have had some victories, but have you seen his casualty numbers? More troopers have been killed under his command than anyone else. That's the price of war, Fives. We're soldiers. We have a duty to follow orders, and if we must, lay down our lives for victory. You believe that? 
Or is that what you were engineered to think? I honor my code. That's what I believe. So the troopers begin to follow their orders and, and execute General Krell's battle plan to take the airbase. Uh, and things go awry very, very quickly as the Ambarans unleash more technology that the clone troopers have never seen before and have no idea how to handle. And that is these sort of uh, a giant battle centipedes that are like segmented tanks that come out of the ground. There's like four or five of them, and they, they begin to just just blow through the, the troopers. And 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 you know make a mince and make mincemeat out of them. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a, a series of brutal weapons, brutal attacks. Again, the clones are on the defensive very very quickly. Uh, but Rex has a plan to deal with them. We find out that the the, the blasters and guns, uh, excuse me, I should say blasters and rifles, rifle blaster rifles, hand rifle hand blasters, pistol, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Jeez Louise, are pretty ineffective against these battle centipedes. Uh, so it's time to, to break out the rocket launchers, and you got to use some higher, more higher explosive things. And again, they're they're essentially tanks are coming up against. They're they're not the tank tanks that we're going to see later in the episode. They're not quite that powerful. But again, these are pretty impressive uh, uh, creations of the Umbaran, uh military. And Rex does have a plan, though, and let's listen to him execute it. Safe for the moment. They'll be coming around any second. Bring up the launchers. Spread detonators along that corridor. Trap them into the bottleneck. We're gonna blow those things sky high. And, spoiler alert, the plan works. Rex and his, his soldiers are able to defeat those battle centipedes and begin to execute the next part of the plan. There's something really haunting about the way the, the troopers are walking amongst these uh, now-destroyed battle centipedes. And, um, you know... It's, it's again. It's, it's just. It's like something out of a war movie here. Like you find one that's still functional, and you blow it to heck, and and you make sure you kill that that pilot. And there's sort of like a cold, uh, you know, just a, a, a cold warfare aspect to that sort of thing. You know, you also see those native creatures of the of the planet, you know, scavenging, looking for 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 dead soldiers to eat, and and, and the clones' reactions to to seeing like their fallen brothers become a, a you know for. for for comparison's sake, like you know, vultures picking at their at their bodies, uh, and the way they, they sort of react to that, uh, and then it's not very long that the next part of the umbaran, the next layer, the next level of the umbaran umbaran defense is a, a, a an actual tank that is insanely powerful, ray shielded, and just uh, outmatches them, outclasses them in every facet. And when Rex makes the call for assistance, for backup, for reinforcements, uh, Krell, he's not having any of it. What are they doing? Captain, continue your attack. Sir, we're overpowered. We need reinforcements. The rest of the battalion is holding the entrance to the gorge, Captain. They're guarding it so your troops can break through to the airbase. Sir, we can't possibly... You must stand your ground. Do you read me? Captain! Are you listening? Do not fall back. That is an order. So Rex put in a really bad position here, trying to 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 do what his general is telling him to do, but the clones are are just they're being killed ruthlessly, mercilessly, uh, by the Umbaran tanks. And it I mean, after that communique ends, I mean that's the next sequence is just clones by the dozen, 
soldiers by the dozen, men by the dozen being killed. And, and Rex is in this position. He knows these orders are terrible. He knows that they are wrong, but he wants to follow them because that's what he's supposed to be doing. It's the other clones who are like, are you out of your freaking mind? So let, let's go ahead and, and check this out as he has to try and uh, convince the troopers to move on. Or he has to, to formulate another plan on his own and, and potentially go against Krell. Keep the wounded as quiet as possible. All right. You heard the general. Let's go. You can't be serious. I used to think General Krell was reckless. But now I'm beginning to think he just hates clones. The captain is right. Now let's move out. We can't take them head on. We need to find another way. You got any ideas? Then this is it. Okay. Let's do it. So it's one more heroic charge from Rex and his men. But again, this won't be enough. And, and they know that these are, the, are bad orders. They know that it's going to cost them more lives. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, Rex is in a hard position here. But he's going to be Rex at, at a certain point here. And we're going to get to that sequence in, in a moment uh, where he has to formulate a way to actually achieve the goals that he set out to achieve with, the, with this mission. And, and uh, again, maybe it's a little unorthodox and it's not by the book as Krell likes it. And again, there'll, there'll be consequences for, for, for breaking that. But at a certain point, Rex decides that this is what's best for the men. This is what's best for achieving victory. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a really intense episode. I mean, there's so many things to consider here in this episode. The, 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 the other men under, under Rex and, and the questioning all of this, like Fives in particular. Uh, we also see in this episode, I should mention that, that Apo is in this episode too. Apo is the member of the 501st, the, the, the clone trooper who leads the 501st into storming the Jedi Temple in Episode 3. So, dot, dot, dot. Um, he likes to follow orders, too. Then again, there might have been a chip in his head. We'll talk about those when they come up later. But yeah, let's get to the next big sequence here as, as Rex has to uh, make a big decision here. We're finished. We've still got some fight left in us, Top. And I've got an idea. What were you thinking? Remember what you were saying about finding another way to destroy those tanks, yeah? Well, I have a mission for you. CT-7567, where are you? General Krell, we've come up with a plan to infiltrate the airbase. What is your plan? I've dispatched two men on a stealth incursion into the airbase. They've been ordered to co-opt starfighters and use them against the tanks. You what? You put this entire assault on your hope that two clones can do what your entire group could not? Sir, the rocket launchers don't work on these tanks, and it'll be easier to slip by undetected while the rest of us keep the tanks occupied. Captain, you will launch a full forward strike immediately, or you will be relieved of duty. We need to hold out as long as we can. I'm trusting Fives and Hardcase to pull this thing off. So Rex is going to be in a fair amount of trouble for improvising, overcoming, and adapting to the situation instead of just following General Krell's completely horrendous uh, full frontal assault nonsense uh, that's clearly not working, that they are completely overwhelmed and overmatched. And again, at this point, we, we sort of have to wonder about Krell. Like, what is his deal? Like, is he just the guy who has to give the orders and be right all the time, who must be followed? Uh... 
his orders must be followed at all costs for all beliefs, no matter what the stakes. And and or, or or is there something going on? Does he hate the clones? Like Fives suggests early in their episode, is there more going on to Krell than just this? This sort of uh, uh, follow me at all at all costs, no matter what. Never, you know, don't question me. I'm the general sort of sort of mentality that he has. Again, the path of ignorance guided by fear. We don't get to explore that more with Krell until later in the series when we find out what's really going on with him. But the clones are beginning to question it. The clones are beginning to stand up for themselves. And again, Rex finds a way to do what the general wants, just not in the way he wants it done. Uh, which, again, I find to be rather commendable in a soldier, being able to you know, improvise, overcome, adapt to the situation. Uh, but Krell has no time for it whatsoever. And again, there will be consequences later on. But we'll, we'll deal with those later. So in the, in the meantime, uh, we have Hardcase and Fives on a mission to get to the cell ships. And in an episode that is very full of dramatic tension and very full of, of, of stakes, just, you know, again, so many troopers dying in, in these episodes. Uh, we get a, a brief moment of levity and a, a, a classic callback to a Han Solo line from episode four. So let's share that real quick here. I prefer a good fight to all this sneaking around. Boom. Han Soloed into this movie. Love it, love it, love it. So Rex and, and his platoon are holding off the tanks. They're causing a distraction, a diversion that's going to hopefully allow Hardcase and Fives to sneak into the airbase, which it does. Hardcase and Fives activate their detonators, causing a bigger distraction within the base so they're able to sneak in to steal the fighters. Let's check it out how it goes. Again, Umbaran technology, extremely difficult. So a bit of a learning curve here for, for our, uh, our, our, our heroes here. So, how do I start this thing? Well, how should I know? Start pushing buttons! Alright, this leads to a rather comical <laughs> bit where Fives and Hardcase are attempting to figure out how to fly these 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 uh, Umbaran ships that are so vastly different from Republic fighters. You know, it's, it's all very... Um, I don't even know the word to, to use to describe them. I mean, it's, it's like... It's almost like holographic controls in a sense. Uh, you know, you sort of put your hands in things, and then lights come on around them, and things happen to them. There's a visual heads-up display on the in the bubble that they in, in which they exist in for the flying flying of these ships. They are not very good at flying these ships. It's kind of comical, uh, <laughs> but I like the fact that they they're, they're that they're not very good at it. I sort of think that lends some some sort of a a, a, a dose of realism to this episode in that in that this is technology. Far out of their hands. I mean, and they're not even pilots. These are these are ground troopers, all right. So them not even be, not even be able to kind of like make educated guesses about what does what to make these ships kind of work makes a lot of sense to me. And again, the technology is is vastly different from the Y wings bombers that we've seen in the earlier episodes, and even even the other starfighters. Just insanely different. There's no control yoke to, to hang on to and to move around. There's no there's no Again, as as Five says, there's not really any buttons to push necessarily. It's it's all sort of uh, it's a much more intuitive design, I suppose, in a sense, because of these like sort of hollow controls and hollow uh, displays they have in front of them. But wildly, wildly different. But it's going to be very, very effective against the Umbaran tanks once they're able to make their way out. And on their way out of the airbase, uh, uh, Five Case and, and uh, excuse me, Five Case, Fives and, and Hard Case do a great job of destroying the other Umbaran fighters, so no one, no other ships can be scrambled to shoot them down. 
and come after them and the rest of the of the of the 501st that's on the ground. So Krell seems fairly pleased at the results. He even says impressive. Uh, but as he's issuing the commands for the for the reinforcements to move in to secure the airbase uh, and, and sort of uh, get after things, uh, there's this great shot of him that closes in on his eye. And, and we see the fire reflected in his eye, uh, sort of highlighting his sort of love of the chaos that he's created through this plan. And, and uh, again, it's something we're going to dive into later on. We, we can't, I don't want to dive into Krell's end game here just yet you know i think we should save it for that episode but yes it, it, i think that that shot there underlies that there's something more going on with krell than what we're being led to believe he's not just a, a, a you know this effect you know a results driven commander who will, will will sacrifice the lives of hundreds of soldiers to achieve his goals there's more to it than that and i think this is like a, sort of our first real glimpse that there's something sinister about him and, and I mean, again, you can make the argument that he's been sinister since from day one, <laughs> but, but that's sort of like the, the big revealing shot that there's more going on here, that there's a sort of underlying love of the chaos that he's sowing. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk, and we'll talk about it in time. Let's catch up for the end of the episode uh, as, as Rex and Fives and everyone are convening. And, and uh, yeah, let's just, let's just let it play out. Despite hard cases flying, you two saved us all. I wasn't so tough. You sure? You looked a little green when you came out of that fighter. Captain, report. What is our situation? General, we have taken the base and cut off enemy supply lines to the capital. Luck has smiled on you today, Captain. Consider yourself fortunate. It wasn't all luck, sir. A lot of men died to take this base. The price for such victory. Perhaps someday you'll realize this. Dismissed? He's the one who will never realize. I love that shot as Krell says that about the, the price of victory uh, of, of, of Rex's fist tightening around his helmet as he's he's ready he's had enough of general krell and i think all the clones have at this point and they're going to be pushed to the brink in the next installment but just another incredible episode in this in this arc in the, in this show uh again this it's hard to argue that this episode is better than the first episode because the first episode is so great but it is it is i i, I love this escalation and rex being forced to reconsider the the sort of blind loyalty of the of the of the of the soldiers of the clone troopers you know it's 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 one thing to follow your general but it's one thing to follow an idiot general into the worst situations possible and they're not even following Krell's safely at a distance watching on his 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 binox or his quadnox depending on which ones they are and and he's not even risking himself in the least and that's because we again he has an end game for this all himself we're gonna get there we're gonna talk about it I feel sort of stupid not just diving into it because again. We sort of, I, I sort of make the assumption that we've all seen Star Wars The Clone Wars before, but if by any chance anyone's out there listening is, is, is watching these as we go through these, I don't want to spoil something. So, again, we, we, we will get to Krell's real motivations and his, his underlying reasons for doing what he's doing, and we are going to talk about them ad nauseum on that show. 
But for now, we're just going to play it straight. Uh, but yeah, I love Rex having to sort of confront blind loyalty to the Jedi and, and, and to generals and to superiors and, and sort of questioning the chain of command in, in a sense when they are doing stupid, horrific things that are costing your brothers their lives. Um, it's just a, an incredible episode. And, and again, if I were to rate it, it's, it's so close to nine and a half. It's so dang close. Uh, it's a great episode. The Umbaran arc might be one of my favorites because, again, you remove the Jedi from this equation, right? Uh, the Jedi that we know. You know. You've taken Anakin off the board. You've taken, you know, Kenobi's barely in, in, in these first two episodes. Uh, it, we're, we're focused on the clones themselves and a Jedi general who's out of control. And it, it really allows us to see these characters in a different light than, than just, again, sort of like the blind, obey, obedient soldier doing what the Jedi tell them to do. Outstanding stuff. It's so impressive i love it so so much it's it's just phenomenal phenomenal stuff so so woof. gosh darn the umbaran arc the umbaran arc it's so good this is just classic star wars at its at its best and i, I know it's sort of weird to say but I'm, I'm talking about a show that's over 10 years old so i feel comfortable saying it but yes gosh darn it this is this is hands down one of the best arcs of the show and and you'd be like but but it doesn't have Jedi in it. It doesn't have Darth Maul. It doesn't have Mandalore. And you're you're right. It doesn't have any of those things, and that doesn't that does not belie that those are awesome, amazing arcs as well. But I love the clones getting to stand in the spotlight for a bit, getting to think about them as individuals, as people, as soldiers. It's so. Uh, it, it it's not something that happens in in, in insanely much in the show. Uh, because again, we are fi- hyper focused on Anakin and Obi Wan, and, and the, you know a lot of the other things going on, the mythology. But I love exploring the clones. I think it's I think they're just completely fascinating. So whenever we whenever we have a chance to dive into them and their their unique psychologies, uh, I, I'm always I'm always here for it. I'm always excited to be able to do that. I, I just it just delights me. All right, we're gonna get out of here. We got more on bar and fun coming up your way. Woo, just wait, just wait. You've got two more to go in this arc because it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Let's go ahead and thank uh, the, the, the official MandoVision Maniacs, which you can join over at patreon.com forward slash MandoVision. You can join access, uh, excuse me, you can join your fellow Maniacs and gain access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Maniacs. The the Aspinel Jody, oh boy, almost messed that up right at the get go. The Aspinel Jody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail, Jeff Coast, and the Ring and Eric, great music podcast. So check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and now in Baltimore, Maryland. Go check them out. Uh, go to their website. I think they're still shipping beers. If, you, if you're not in the area, I think they'll still ship to you if you want. The Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. The Silent Assassin, he who shall not be named. And Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good. A great movie-based pop culture podcast that I think you all should check out and that I might be hanging out with a little bit more often in the next couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more reminder. We are on social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. And otherwise, yeah, make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If you have the time and the inclination, five-star reviews, 
so, so helpful for the podcast and our, our quest to defeat the algorithm. Thank you for doing so. And uh, you're the best. We love you. We love you so, so much. Let's get out of here. The Umbarn madness is just overwhelming me. It's time to go. I got I to gotta catch my breath. I got to catch my breath before the next one. Whoo! Whoo! All right. You know this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.